0: You're listening to the Good Dirt Podcast. This is a place where we dig into the nitty-gritty of sustainable living
1: through food, fashion, and lifestyle. And we're your hosts, Emma and Mary Kingsley, the mother and daughter founder team of Lady Farmer, a slow living apparel and lifestyle brand. We started this podcast as a means to further share the wealth of information
0: and quality conversations that we're having constantly in our world as we dream up and deliver ways for each of us to live into the new paradigm, one that is regenerative, balanced, and whole. We want to put the microphone in front of the voices that need to be heard the most right now, the farmers, the dreamers, the designers, and the doers. Come cultivate a better world with us. We're so glad you're here. Now let's dig in.
1: So, we're here today, Emma, at your home. We're about a mile from the Potomac River in Washington, D.C. It's a beautiful day, and we decided we would get together and just talk about the last year, everything we've been through in this Lady Farmer journey in 2020, and bringing ourselves up to the present right here in the holiday season, and where we find ourselves. And also maybe provide some takeaways for our listeners on how to reinvent the holiday season that's it's very different this year in many ways yeah it's all right a lot of it's been reinvented for you correct (laughs) which you could see as a problem or an opportunity yeah definitely yeah so we're gonna talk about that a little bit
0: yeah it's been a really exciting and interesting year for us um we've seen a lot of growth but also It's definitely, I think, one of the hardest years that I've just challenge after challenge after challenge of figuring things out. But definitely, right now in this moment, I feel a very like exciting kind of up, not uphill, that means hard, but like swell momentum. Momentum is the word. That's a good word. A lot of momentum, especially since this week we launched the almanac our membership platform, which we're super excited about. I feel like we've said super excited about (laughs) so many times. Yeah.
1: We are, though. Well, (laughs) we are, but talk about the almanac a minute. Yeah. We might have people listening that don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah,
0: so the almanac came to us as inspiration from the Farmer's Almanac. You might have heard of it. Yeah, so we kind of took that idea, and we were like, how can we apply that to Maybe people who, they are maybe definitely interested in farming and gardening, but more in how can we bring that, um, that spirit of farming and cultivating goodness in life into like
1: everything in life. So basically just maybe living more in tune with nature.
0: Yeah. And obviously the things that you're focusing on at the end of the year are much different than the things that you're focusing on and thinking about in the height of the summer versus the spring. Yeah everything has a different or every season and time has a different energy to it. And, um, it's really beautiful when you're in sync with that. But when you are out of sync with that, it's, it can feel, I don't know. I think it makes me feel sad and disconnected and unhealthy, honestly.
1: Stressed maybe.
0: Yeah. And it's really amazing what just kind of tuning in to the environment and, the seasons and those cycles can really do for your mental health, honestly.
1: Yeah. just the feeling you have every day. Yeah. The feeling of, of, of being alive. The metaphor of growing and cultivating, tending your garden, paying attention to the the weather and the environment is is a metaphor for tending your, your inner self as well. So Yeah. We and think- that's
0: the spirit of the lady farmer.
1: Yes, exactly. We think it's all really nicely intertwined. And and, uh, since we started the idea, it's been growing and we've been adding to, and it's really, really fun.
0: Yeah, so what in its current form as it exists, if you're joining us this month, oh, I should say too, we've designed it so that we're only opening it up to new memberships every season, four times a year. So currently we're going into the winter season, so we're open for those winter enrollments and so the group that joins us this winter that'll be the group through the end of march when we get into spring and then we'll open it up again then so when you join you will have access to we've got uh, tons of like discussion groups and topics around all the things that we're interested in low waste living gardening we've got resources we've got podcast recommendations and cooking. playlists and right cooking recipes books Yeah, and we've got a book club. Um, We're going to do a quarterly book club. So in the next couple weeks on the Almanac, you'll see we'll be like voting on the book for winter. We'll also be doing, it ends up being about two per month online gatherings with the whole community. They have different purposes. Um, One meeting a month will be around the focus of the month. So... Every month has a focus for like slowing down or some kind of action or activity you can take that's in sync with the season and has to do with the theme. The winter's theme is rest. So we have different activities for each month around rest and we'll kind of be working through them all together as a community. So I really like it because I have a lot of things floating around in my head that are like, I should do this. I should do that. I'd like to do more of this. I want to be more of that. And the reality is that I don't get to a lot of those things unless I have, um, I guess accountability is a good word. I don't love the word accountability or challenge, but a community support, yeah, a community support group and people doing it along with you. And yeah. Some, somewhere to check into and draw right. inspiration from. And there's something really powerful about everyone kind of doing the same things all together at the same time. So we'll have a monthly gathering around that, kind of checking in, seeing how that was for people, and introducing the next activity. And then we'll have a quarterly workshop. So uh, we had a little teaser one earlier this week. We did a wreath-making workshop, which was super fun. Um, so every quarter, it'll be a different workshop. We'll have a quarterly book club meeting, and this is really exciting for good dirt listeners. We'll have a live, uh, podcast recording that you can tune into and ask questions there of the guest on the spot, um, and just kind of be, be here in the moment where it happens.
1: I think it's probably, um, good to say here that this is all online, it's yes. all virtual. You can join us from anywhere. We even have people coming from outside the country. Yeah. Um, so, like everything else this year, it's been, yeah. it's been moved into the virtual space, which we have actually found to be really expanding. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But yeah.
0: And on that note, too, everything will be recorded and stored, so you don't you can really take everything on your own time and engage on your own time.
1: Yeah. So in short, this is an online community. Yeah. And if you join, you will have all these benefits and all these resources and all this interaction. It's not just us like teaching everything. It's everybody kind of in there together.
0: Yeah. And what I'm really excited about too, I don't know if anyone listening has watched The Social Dilemma yet um, on Netflix, but it's cool to have an online social network community that's off of the... Facebook and Instagram right. platforms that while free to use, as you guys know, um, as you guys may or may not have heard this saying, if it's free, then you are the product. Uh, so like, yeah. they're selling your data and your attention, really. Um, so this platform is not free. It's not free for us. We pay to use it. We're all paying. So therefore, you get to keep <laughs> Your privacy, yeah, and we're not mining your data or watching your behavior or anything, which is like so refreshing.
1: It is. I I sort of think of it as being the, the next step, past social media, yeah, and all of the problems that are associated with it, yeah, and it's it's new to us, and but also
0: carrying in the good stuff because social exactly. media has done amazing things for connecting people oh. and even creating this community.
1: Absolutely. So I don't
0: mean to like hate on social media no. all the way, but.
1: No, this is just the next thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sort of an evolution of how people can interact, have meaningful community in a virtual space, which is, has become so necessary this year.
0: Yeah, really important.
1: Right. Speaking of the year, I, I thought it'd be fun to go back and first to kind of wrap up lady farmer in 2020
0: yeah can you imagine sitting here in december of last year no having this conversation
1: no oh my gosh yeah like everything oh my god
0: so this time last year basically we were just comatose
1: yeah so so (laughs) we'll go back a little bit like maybe like october of of 2019 and we were preparing for our second annual lady farmer retreat and we had the revelation really sort of suddenly that we were trying to do too much by ourselves. Mm-hmm. I was about ready to quit. Yeah. We <laughs> were like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And Emma called me up one day and said, we need help. Yeah. Now we did, we had help with the retreat. Yeah. But everything else we were trying to do yeah. by ourselves. And so, okay. So Which,
0: as a small business, it's really scary because. You're yeah. not you never think that you can afford all right help like or pay them with what yeah, exactly seriously
1: <laughs> yeah, right. so it's this
0: whole chicken before the egg thing because completely and it just takes some faith and just jumping into the abyss which
1: well necessity, um, yeah, it was either gonna you know move forward with help or it, it wasn't because we had really reached our our limit mm-hmm. so um so we put out. An ad that said we were looking for help and wow, tell them what happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we had an overwhelming response, which was really fun Um, and really affirming in our mission and what we're doing that it speaks to so many people. And it was a really interesting process, like hearing from people and talking to people and narrowing it down was super hard. We had so many talented people. Um, We actually couldn't even narrow it down all the way. (laughs) We only meant to hire one person, but. We ended up not being able to decide between two really awesome candidates, and so um, they took a big risk with us too because we could only afford a certain number of hours, and so we like cut that way down. Like we literally split it in half between the two of them. Yeah. Um. So we are so grateful to them, and they they're still with us, and they we owe so much to yes them.
1: So they came on just before the retreat last year, the in person retreat, and. We, we were aware uh, after the retreat that the event needed to grow. And in order to grow, we, we needed a new venue. We needed to do same, some things differently. So we spent um, a lot of time in December and January sort of investigating, well, where else could we go? How else could we do it? And we really found ourselves <clears throat> a little bit stuck. We couldn't find the right place. Um, it, it just, it wasn't all fitting together.
0: and Which the, is so weird, come to yeah, think of it. and so,
1: like, how are we going to grow the event? We couldn't repeat the way we were doing it. It out We had outgrown that space. Yeah. Sadly. So we really space. didn't know where we were going with this, and then COVID came along.
0: Well, also, in that meantime, we, <laughs> so randomly, our Guide to Slow Living book yeah. had been in the works for two years. Yeah. And had just kept getting pushed back and pushed back because honestly we didn't have the bandwidth. We had so we were just juggling so many things. Finally, when we hired um, help, we had some help pushing that through. We launched the Good Dirt podcast in January. Remember, we did that too. The Good Dirt. Yeah, I remember. Like when we were interviewing people, we were like, "So we have like uh, we're launching a book and a podcast." (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So yeah, COVID hit. So this is the timeline. COVID hit. Finally, our book was ready to go March 20th, which is like just a few days after lockdown.
1: Right. It just coincided perfectly with everyone being given the directive that they needed to stay home. And slow down. And literally, it's, the book is called The Lady Farmer Guide to Slow Living, Cultivating Sustainable Simplicity Close to Home. Yeah. That's the subtitle.
0: So it was this funny confluence of events. Like the retreat, we hadn't really worked that out yet. The book came out, lockdown. So that's crazy. So then a couple weeks into um, lockdown, we checked in with our retreat coordinator, also named Mary. Yeah, love Also Mary's a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> and we were kind of like, what are we gonna do? We were kind of like, we can't really plan. I mean, we. How can you plan for something? I don't know if you guys remember what it was like in March and April, but there was just, you had no idea what the world was. I mean, still.
1: Well, at that point, like, you know, in the spring of 2020, the fall of 2020 seemed like a very long way away. And you thought, well, surely by then everything will be calmed down. But the issue was when we're planning the retreat, you have to work so many months in advance and you have to start marketing months in advance. And we knew like in May or June, People weren't gonna have the confidence to say they could go somewhere and be in a crowd, even in November, because nobody knew. So, yeah. So we just started talking about it. And we made the decision. Okay, we'll do this virtually. And it was like, yeah. How in the heck do you do that?
0: Well, at first we made a decision like we're not gonna do it. Yeah. And then we were like, well,
1: we weren't gonna do the in person.
0: Oh yeah, and, and then and then we and then we decided to do it virtually. And then at that point, everyone was so zoomed out as you say they were like no more virtual things yeah but I think I feel like there's been a yet another another phase where pe- we've just kind of adapted and it's a reality and people are like more willing because it's kind of our only option
1: it was our only option yeah and but the thing was like how in the world do you do a community event like that the, a weekend long yeah so many many conversations With the team, lots Lots and lots of guessing, (laughs) lots of guessing, lots of speculating, lots of what if, lots of just pulling things out of the hat. Uh And slowly but surely, step by step, the thing came together.
0: Yeah, and kind of at the right time, too. We were talking about this membership, and then we found the platform that we now host uh, the Almanac on, and we were like, oh, this is actually super helpful to host a virtual retreat, and it's just all, everything was just so synergistic, and it kind of worked all together really well. And the retreat was awesome.
1: It was. It was amazing, the way that all worked out. And I can say, honestly, that um didn't have a lot to do with the technology of it. I just sort of stepped back and let's. You guys do it because you knew how to do it. And my brain was already full of other things. So, you know, just give myself that space. But it, it was amazing. Um, we were here in this house. And we had four and five workshops going on at a time. Yeah. You know, 15 to 20 people in each Ooh, one of them. I'm sweat. <laughs> and it all, it all went. It went almost without a hitch.
0: And what was that, three weeks ago now?
1: Two? Going on four Just to recap the year in short, we put together a whole team. We published a book. Launched a podcast. Launched a podcast. Invented (laughs) a virtual retreat.
0: Well, other people are doing virtual retreats Well, we invented ours. (laughs) Yes.
1: Ours is unique. We Um, made
0: a membership platform.
1: Yeah, we created a membership platform and have launched it as of. Two days ago. Mm -hmm. So here we are. It is December. It is the holiday season. We've been talking about and teaching our audience, our listeners, all about how to slow down, how to make each day more meaningful, how to take the stress out and bring the joy in, how to be more healthy, how to take care of ourselves, how to take care of the earth how to live in sync with the seasons, all these things we talk about all the time. So how are we going to implement those things for ourselves? How are we going to walk our talk? <laughs> um, it's
0: really hard for me because I my brain goes a million different places all the time, and I, I have undiagnosed officially, but I'm sure that I have ADD, and... Um, I have a really hard time turning off when I'm working or, um, like focused on something. So I'll end up staying up really late working on things or, you know, and so something that I have been learning this year and am looking forward to implementing more that I think is really necessary to slowing down is time blocking. So being really intentional about how I'm using my time And planning that out just a little bit. Like, it doesn't have to be, like... I I also am really anti, like, planning and super structured routine. But um, I have found, I've been trying it a few days in the past couple weeks. I've done it very successfully. In the morning, I'll kind of map out my day. I'll be like, okay, from 9 to 11, I'm working on the podcast. Then I'm going to take a 30-minute lunch break. Then from 1 to 2.30, I'm answering emails. And that relieves an anxiety of like your mind bouncing around, um, for me, this is my experience and worrying that I'm forgetting about something or not addressing everything. If it's all like, I know I'm going to get to it at a certain time, then everything can kind of, kind of like you organize the stuff in your house. It's like you organize the tasks in your time box. That's really helped You know me. where things are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like even making a mental or a a literal list of things that would make you really happy to do Mm -hmm. things that seem seasonal and bring you the joy that, that we all kind of fantasize about and, and expect Mm -hmm. then knowing you're going to get it done Mm -hmm. instead of just, Oh, being frustrated about it.
0: Also, I will note that this year is the first time in a very long time that I've felt like super festive about Christmas. I'm usually so exhausted by the time December comes and I'm so exhausted by all the Christmas music and the frenetic energy that I yeah. don't even get into it until right before. Have you noticed that?
1: Well, it yes. And it has made me think about, you know, we tend to think of, Oh, the holiday season is so busy. You know, you're talking mm-hmm. about frenetic energy and busy and there's so much to do. And I was thinking, well, before this year, What was it we were all so busy doing? Mm -hmm. Was it shopping? Mm -hmm. Um, Was it going to parties? Was it going? I know that when my kids were young and people with young kids now, there's a lot of um, holiday activities. I I know that. But what is all the freneticism? What was that about? Um, And how much of it? was inculcated as kind of like, this is just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we were told to feel mm-hmm. hectic. Like and- it's
0: December. You do this in December.
1: Right. So, and now that's kind of, that's been reduced like a whole lot. Yeah. Because there's not so many things to do and places to go. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there shouldn't be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, I personally... And finding a lot less um, mental chatter around mm-hmm. around it. So I don't know if that's because we've been talking about all this stuff so much, and it's um, I'm actually you know learning more and more every day about how to implement it for myself. But the focus, so much of the focus on slow living, is like reconnecting with nature. That seems so elemental to the whole thing because, like biologically, we need it, and biologically, our disconnection with it creates stress and a feeling of anxiety, and that we're not even aware of. Um, you're not even aware of your of your disconnection with the natural world. So, so I've been making it a point to spend. An, an allotted amount of time outside every day, and sometimes it's a real challenge because it's cold or windy. Like yesterday was really windy, and I kind of didn't want to go out, but I did, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Once you get out there in it, it's it's great. Just put on the right clothes, and so that's that's one of my holiday goals is to make sure even with even with the cold weather. What if it's cold and rainy? I was I was thinking about that. Um, I'm going to try just to dress appropriately and get outside.
0: Yeah. It is true. As if you're like if your needs are met, like if you have the right coat and the right shoes. Yeah. Anything is. You can adjust anything easily.
1: Your frame of mind can just really shift mm-hmm. when you're when you're outdoors. And you're you know, you get out there and crunching the leaves and smelling the air and Whatever mm-hmm. really can reduce a lot of a lot of um, that feeling of of being rushed or harried. So that's something I plan to do: is just make sure I get contact with the outside every day for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Try to make it at least an hour.
0: Yeah, I'm also um, really practicing. Just it seems so trite but just like mindfulness and presence it's kind of actually kind of easy if you find yourself um anxious or like split in a million different directions in your brain to just be like pick something on the wall look at it and be like I'm here right now this is the moment even just like that one second of reminding yourself that you are in in a moment yes is really good yeah You're disrupting those, like, crazy pathways.
1: Right. And if you're thinking about something that has already happened or something that's going to happen in the future, you're really missing the now.
0: Another thing that I'll say about slowing down this year in particular is um, just let's, like, rewrite all the rules of all the things that we, like, have to do in December. Yeah. Because you don't have to do – you don't – Oh. And you get to do – The things that you want to do. Like if you want to do your Christmas crafts every day, one craft a day, every day, but you usually don't have the time or you're, you feel like you're supposed to be sending out 400 Christmas cards or whatever it is, you know, like just rewrite that.
1: Yeah. Just say this year's different. Yeah. Um,
0: That's so cool.
1: That sort of relates to this epiphany I've had about decorating. Mm. You know, you want, you want your house to be festive, but in years past, there's been this great haul <laughs> of things from storage that you know you mm-hmm. you know you pull out and you set around and and then you know you enjoy it and then afterwards it's this huge job putting it away. Well, over the years, this happen- actually happened very gradually. Over the years, I've realized that really it re- requires very little <laughs> mm-hmm. to to change the vibe in the house and. Um, we have boxes and boxes of things I don't even open anymore, <laughs> and it's I'll really Get some, yeah. You, you may use I need them. ornaments, right? But a a few sprigs of greenery, a few berries, just work wonders. It's all you need, and it's and then when it's dried up at the end of the season, it goes in the compost pile. Oh, what a relief! What a That's relief! So cool, yeah. And then. That accompanied with that, that would be the visual, mm-hmm. the visual um, preparation. And then just creating smells, like the candles or. You know,
0: yeah, like sensory experiences.
1: Exactly. And things you're cooking, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the seasonal recipes and spices. And
0: really reveling in like the process of those things. Right. That's definitely a way to slow down too. Yes. Like maybe instead of like buying ornaments that are already made for you, making them or, you know, like the, um, like the salt dough ornaments or the, the oran- the dried orange garland, anything like that, that's going to take sort of multiple steps. Very easy, like quick, but right. that you have one thing, then you do a process and you have another thing at the end of it. That is like yeah. the ultimate.
1: It's very grounding. And I talked about this at the wreath, um, workshop the other night, uh, the difference in the experience of creating a wreath, going outside and foraging, going being outside, mm-hmm. finding the things, cutting them, really enjoyable and meditative. And yeah, it took a couple of hours. Um, but contrasted that with maybe in the past you would have driven to a store, shopping center, parked the car, walked in and dealt with um, all the people and the crowds mm-hmm. and the lights and the sensory overload. Not to mention
0: they're not cheap. Like wreaths are not no, cheap.
1: Absolutely not.
0: But you can literally make them with sticks and things you find outside.
1: Yes, and they're really pretty. Yeah. And then, um, I was careful to use. You don't have to do this, but just my personal preference to use all things that were compostable on mine. So I just, mm-hmm. I just put it outside, and when I'm done, there are no. Finding a box or packing it mm-hmm. away, or and so, a wreath is a wreath, but the the process, the experience of obtaining one wreath versus the other, the homemade versus the you go somewhere and buy it, is like a completely different thing and much more grounding yeah. and feeling connected with nature and the season and creating the ambiance and all of that. So.
0: What about gift giving mom? How's that? Is there a way that we can be thinking about that differently this year too?
1: Yeah. Well, I I would think this year is different. There's not many of us out there hipping around the mall. I don't think, um,
0: well, there's lots of online. It's so easy to just get online and order whatever.
1: Right. Right. So yeah, obviously all kinds of online gift giving, but without all the scurrying around and with, the emphasis this year being on, you know, not being in big groups and, you know, maybe that's an opportunity to scale back. And as you were talking about making your own rules, making the new rules, maybe this is an opportunity to make new rules about that, mm-hmm. about the gift giving, like um, how much and what kind of gifts. And there's always the idea of, um, you know, give the gifts of experience and. Mm-hmm. Um, promise to spend a day baking cookies with a child or um, going to on a, a special outing or that kind of thing. And then with more time and less running around to activities or shopping or whatever, there's also the opportunity to make gifts. And in the Almanac, we're going to have a lot of discussion about that. Really nice things that you can do at home that make lovely gifts for people. Um, there are lots of ideas about that. And, of course, you know, baked things, things that take time, things that take intentionality, things that you can put your own loving and giving energy into. And also, if if you do decide to buy things online, um, we've curated in our shop things that are sustainable and responsibly sourced and manufactured, and we've put a lot of great care into selecting things for you to choose from. So there's that possibility too. And we're not the only company that has has done this. More more people are.
0: Definitely. If you're going to shop online, definitely shop small and shop from makers and stuff.
1: Yes. They really need
0: your support this season. If you buy better, you can buy less.
1: Right. Just be intentional about what you're selecting. Mm -hmm. Think about the life cycle of the product. Think about where it came from, what it contains. And, give with love and intentionality. Another thing I've realized is that if you're going to be in tuned with the season, you know, it gets dark so early. Um, around here, it gets, by 5 o'clock, it's really quite dark, and in, and by the time of the solstice, it's going to be really dark at 5 o'clock. So by the time you finish your evening meal or whatever, then you sort of have it several hours before bedtime to choose what to do with their time. And... Um, I've gotten to where I will um, really take – just take the opportunity to go. And it's cold. The house is cold. So go get into bed really early and and read a book and just luxuriate in that sort of cocoon time. Um, and,
0: and if you have kids, then just put them in bed earlier.
1: Yeah, teach them <laughs> Do to, that. to go to bed with the sun, you yeah. know? Right. And it's really restorative, like just to have that time and – I realize this is this is hard for people with little kids like there's so much to do before bed and baths and books and all that kind of thing. But take advantage of the um, long darkness and and start all that like super early. Just let them learn to kind of live by the sun Mm -hmm. a little bit. Not completely, but
0: yeah, it's a good little trick. So I was thinking to wrap up, you could tell um, another little tidbit that you told at the wreath workshop, which was really sweet about maybe it's like one of the origins of where the tradition of the wreath on the door comes from. But I think it's a sweet testament to slowing down.
1: Yeah, well, in the in our agrarian cultures of the past, the wagon was essential to to the work that was done, Um, farming and seeing about the land and. So during the time of winter festivities when it was the darkest time of the year and the coldest time of the year, when cultures would cease their work because of the, the season and they would come together not only to, to um, celebrate Christmas or whatever holiday the culture celebrated, but also to come together and be warm and encourage each other through the darkness. And really make merry, as the expression goes. So a symbol of stopping work is to remove the wheel from the wagon and hang it on the door. That meant this is a period of rest. This is a period when we're not working because the wheel is off the wagon, so to speak. So when we hang a wreath on our door, it could be a symbol of taking the wheel off the wagon and taking a break and... Coming together with other people, your family, and in non-COVID times, (laughs) extended family, whoever you can, (laughs) whoever you can with, (laughs) Um, and enjoying the season, and turning the darkness into a time of 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 warmth and good feelings and comforts and good food and good smells and a connection with nature and all those things.
0: So I really, I really love that story that speaks to me a lot um so we're gonna wrap up for today but uh we have a few more episodes this year coming out and then we've got so many great interviews planned for 2021 so stay tuned and um if you're interested in joining the almanac we talked about that earlier in this conversation you can go to our website uh, you can click the link in our instagram bio really if you're following us on Instagram or the website, you should be able to find the link to register to become a member. And yeah, anything else?
1: Well, I will say that the membership price right now is, is low. It's it's an introductory price. So if you're yeah. interested at all, it might be a good time to join. That's a good
0: point. Also that it's limited. Like we're, we're closing right. it December 31st. So if you're interested in joining us for the winter, this is your chance And then it won't open again until the end of March.
1: Right. So we hope to see many of you in there um, in the community.
0: Yeah, and we also want to hear your ideas and experiences and thoughts and plans for a slow holiday season. So tell us about that on Instagram. If you've listened to this episode and or email us, podcast at lady-farmer.com and we'll share them. Um, And of course, if you join us in the Almanac, we, we have conversations going there. So we are so looking forward to hearing from you.
1: Thanks for listening today, everybody. We'll see you next time.